Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the damn snack bar. We are wrapping up our Demigod Files read with this episode, Joe. So this is episode 35 and we're reading... The Sword of Hades. Oh my goodness. This is a great episode. So we're reading, we've already read it, we're just going to review it now. Yeah. But yes, um, that one was well written, okay? Yes. You look at the other two and you're like, literally, <laughs> this has got to be a first draft. And then you were like, okay, Sword of Hades, I might actually use this in the future. Let's, let's make it decent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sword of Hades is... um. Definitely, it feels like a chapter in one of the books rather than yeah. a short story, which is what's better about it. Yes. It, um, yeah. And I think it's more just because he knows Nico and Talia's voice better than he knows Clarice or Beckendorf or Selena. Yeah. So, I think it's just... Charlie, Charlie, Charlie! Shut up! <laughs> so, I think that's just what it is. Like, yeah. But it's also, like, just a really good... <laughs> Concept and it's got yeah. 70 and 80, so who could say no, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Joe's gonna have her regular gripes about how they're portraying Persephone and Hades because I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but, but um, they already know everyone already knows how I feel about it, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna leave it. Yeah, they do. But uh, Joe, before you even get into that, I think that we should read Percy's uh, interview. All right, go for it. All right, so the first question of Percy's. Uh, interview is what's your favorite part about summers at camp half-blood and so he basically says seeing his friends is his favorite thing um mm. what would be yours Jo? well he said it feels like home and i was like oh rip sally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be my favorite yeah. part your favorite thing about summers at camp half-blood yeah at camp half-blood the lack say, of water slide i would have to say the same thing forcing people to hang out with me and make them <laughs> my friends that's how i make friends guys I don't, I don't really have any friends at the moment. I had lots of friends in school because we were forced to be around each other, and now it's like, <laughs> Joe is terrible at socialising. But also you work with middle-aged people. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> I, made I work at, with young people. <laughs> I made friends at uni. It's just they didn't really branch further than uni. So that's your answer? It's just friends? Yeah, forced people to be my friends. My answer is really sarcastic. Um, my answer was... My favourite thing about summer would be, if I was a camper at Camp Half-Blood, would be um, imminent death. <laughs> that would be super fun. <laughs> and then the second question is, you've attended quite a few different schools. What's the hardest part about being the new kid? And he says, trying to find... The like, click. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't sound like Percy. No, it doesn't. No. It's not him at all. He's like... Well, that's, well the way I read it, or remember it re- being read, was... Trying not to fit into the cliques and be my own person. And I was like, alright. Well, his first sent- his first reply is, making your rep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Make your reputation. Make, make his rep go hang out with the losers. That's <laughs> what so he does with his reputation. Mm. So yeah, I didn't really have an answer, because like, I was never the new kid at school, like, and I don't yeah. think his being home, the new kid at work really counts. His because, whole yeah, motto was, I hate bullies. <laughs> That's his reputation. Oh, let's see. What would mine be? Okay. Yeah, I've never been a new kid either, but I feel like the I feel like for Percy, his answer should have been not getting expelled. <laughs> that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Um, and then trying to read and not panic. <laughs> like trying to look like I know okay, read. what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. So then the third question is, if you had to trade Riptide for another magic item, whose item would you choose? That's a good question. And he said that he would trade regular clothes for oh. armor that melts into your clothes. And I just went, wow, Rick's really had this idea for Blitzen's, you know, fashions yeah. since, like, I thought that too. day dot. Blitzen's in, um, Magnus Chase. Yeah, but I was also like, um, you wouldn't choose Annabeth's cap, like, what the fuck? The other magic item that you're, like, always around and know how to use and whatever Let's else. See. who else's magic item is there? Got Clarice Clarice's has her spear. spear. And Talia's shield, and then what is does Luke? Have Percy also has a shield. Yeah, but Talia's shield's he can't read time. Okay, <laughs> shield. I reckon the stalls probably have some cool stuff. They do, and they're like that they stole from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I said that I would have Annabeth's cap. Okay, 
Okay. I'd probably go with Tyler's shield. It's a Big shield. Frisbee. It's a dinner plate. Yum. It's a shield. You just hold it up and go, fuck off to everyone because they're like, ew, yuck. Fuck off, Janet. <laughs> Nobody's going to your birthday party. <laughs> So then the fourth question is, you've had a lot of close calls, but what's been your scariest moment? And then his, he said his scariest moment was with the Minotaur, because he didn't know what he was doing. Bullshit. And I was like, what? So many scary. Not going up against a literal god at the end of Lightning Thief, even yeah. though Ares is a pussy. So Joe, scariest moment of your life? My life? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, um, ghost tour. <laughs> that wasn't the scariest <laughs> moment, but that was a pretty scary moment. Was it that, or was it the drive home? Oh, that was fucking terrifying. No, actually, I think probably sleeping that night was the scariest. <laughs> so, we, we sorry, to... my not so much sleeping that We night. went on a family holiday to uh, Tasmania. A lot of you probably haven't heard of Tasmania, because nobody knows where it is. <laughs> it's at the very bottom of Australia. It's a little it's island. It's the asshole of Australia. <laughs> It's, it's anyway, actually quite a nice place. Um, they have a, a jail there called um, Port Arthur, and there's actually a really big massacre there once. Anyway. Yeah, that's how we got our gun control um, yeah. laws. So they... Because, um, of Port Arthur, because of the famous Port Arthur massacre. They run ghost tours at night, like most prisons do, and you could choose which one you wanted to go on, mm-hmm. and we just happened to be on one particular one. Keep in mind, I'm eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to... <laughs> Obviously stick in the group, and there had to be an adult at the very front of the group, yeah. in the middle of the group, and at the back of the group. The one and in the our middle dad, was called the teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, our dad was in the middle of the group, he volunteered, and his role was to be the teddy bear. So if there are any kids who were struggling with the content of the tour, and they could did, hug the teddy bear and he in had four the kids. of the group. He had four kids. Yeah, <laughs> he, of his own. Yeah, not just own. other kids, like, they had four of his own. Yeah, he just and, had us um, four, and we just clung to him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so, told some scary stories, you know, around the prison. Joe was not a fan. And I, then... Oh, was fucking terrifying. On the ride home. Made me cry. I'm eight years old. I was the youngest person there. On the ride home, <laughs> dear old... Our father, Kevin, Kevin, decided it would be really fun to scare the shit out of his children oh, also... on the way back to our caravan where we were sleeping. <laughs> in the middle of a field. <laughs> Literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> anyway, so we were driving back in the car and we had like a seven-seater car, so like three rows of seats. Yeah. And there was nobody sitting in the very back of because the car. Because as we were leaving, the freaking tour guide told us, oh yeah, the ghosts like to sit in the back of the car. And no, it wasn't even that. It was just, there were four of us. Aside from Dad, so we just didn't have to be in the back. No, because remember Dan's booster seat was in there. No, I was not listening. No, there was a there was a booster seat in the Oh, right. Seat, and it was somebody would have to sit in the back all the buttons. And I was like, <laughs> no fucking way. So, so I you sat in the booster seat. I sat in the booster seat. <laughs> I was way too big for it, but I didn't care. I wasn't sitting in the back all by myself. And then while we were driving in the dark, because obviously you can't have lights on in the car, yeah. Dan's, you know, talking, 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 and then he goes, Oh my god. What is what is that behind us? We all turned <laughs> around. We were all fucking whipped around and we were looking in the back seat like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he just slammed his hand down on the center console and just went, ah! And we were like, oh my god, oh my god. I the shit out of us. <laughs> he was just fucking Love. cackling. He thought it was very funny. It's a wonder he didn't crash the car. He thought it was so funny. <laughs> Seriously. And then we made it back to the caravan where mum and our youngest brother Dan, who was probably six or five or six at the time, had six. just finished watching Robots and they'd gone to bed. We yeah. had stayed back and watched Robots with them. <laughs> what a good night. They watched Robots and went to bed. And we So then what? You couldn't sleep that night? Literally did not sleep all night. My that is jaw, hilarious. My jaw was chattering. I literally bit my tongue all night because I could not control my shivering. I was so scared. Like, literally was like, oh. I wasn't cold. I was scared. <laughs> That's tongue. amazing. I'm pretty sure I was cocked out as soon as my head hit the pillow. I was like, oh, we're done with today. I was fucking terrified. That's hilarious. And I got up in the morning. And See, then... but they warned you before we went. They All the tour guides said, oh, she's probably a bit young. They did tell and us you that were they like, said that would be okay. Like, I can do it. And that's why Dad was like, I'll be the teddy bear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yes, please. <laughs> And because, you know, your three older siblings were all like, ugh, ugh, you're too kind yeah, to you're it. Yeah, you assholes. I was like, I can do it. Yeah, the other choice was, yeah, staying home alone, staying Amazing. back in the bed with our mum and our literal baby brother and being like, hang out with that. And I'm like, no, I'm a big girl. I can do it. I can handle it. <laughs> hey, hey, fair call. Woke up in the morning, looked at Max, Max, old, my older brother, your younger one, whatever. Yeah. Um, looked at, like, went and said to Max, Max asked me, did you sleep at all last night? Because I didn't. And I went, fuck no. 
<laughs> he went, yeah, me neither. I mean, he was like, I really need to pee, but I didn't want to get up because I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, yeah. Because he had to pee outside. Yeah, he did. He had to go uh, to it outside. Oh, that's so funny. Even at a regular campsite, surrounded by people, I don't want to go outside at night time. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny that that's the scariest moment of your life. I don't think, no, it's not the scariest moment, but that was fucking scary. What was your scary moment? Oh, mm, the when time I... you failed English. No, I would never fail English, Joe. Oh my I goodness. Know, Have you met me, Heathlick? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, probably when I crashed my car, <laughs> which speaks to how good Wait, of a driver I am. You crashed your car? Yeah, in Byron. Oh, that one then. So, we were in Byron Bay, and we went to this crystal cave thing. It was like this big hippie flippy place, and I was like, yeah, whatever. But I had to be back at work that afternoon, and I work like a few hours from Byron, so I was like, look, I'm going to have to leave you guys early, and I went in a separate car, whatever else. But then it started raining when I left, and I didn't know the way, and we were on top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere, so there's no reception, so I couldn't, like, I couldn't get up Google Maps to do anything, so I was like... (laughs) I kind of have to wing this and I was sort of just like looking for main road signs and like you know trying to find my way back to the highway because I kind of knew the way but I was like oh we took a left turn so I should take a right turn you know to get back to anxiety is already up yes I was alone in the car I didn't I purposely didn't put music on because I was like that's going to stress me out more even though that's going to be like trying to calm me down it's going to be worse it's going to be counterproductive (laughs) anyway I could tell that I was getting further away than where I needed to be so I turned into someone's driveway to turn around and then as I was turning around in their driveway because it's really wet and really muddy uh my tires slipped on it wasn't even mud it was just like grass and they slipped on the grass and then I went down this really big hill and crashed into like a big pile of bushes and then because it was really steep I couldn't get the car back out and I knew that if I tried to you'd bog it yeah and so I was like look I'm not gonna risk it so I got out of the car squelched my way up the hill in tears yeah went out the driveway onto you know the main road tried to flag down the first person I saw and I was like hysterical so he was like oh she needs help okay <laughs> so he like got out of the car and he was like, like are you okay Jesus. and I was like no I'm I had enough reception that I could like call someone so I was yeah. like I tried dad he didn't pick up I tried mum she didn't pick up uh, and like I tried Erin she didn't pick up it had it rang like once and then it wouldn't you know ring anymore so I was like <laughs> so I like sent dad a, I asked this guy what road am I on just so that I can if dad can get google maps maybe he can come and find me yeah. like I don't know I'm in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and so this guy was like do you need me to like call a tow truck? And I was like, I literally have no money. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pay for this tow truck. So like, I don't know. And then as he was talking to me, dad called me back and I was like in tears on the phone. Cause and I'd left him a voice message and I was like fully <laughs> crying. And he was like, it's the scariest message I've ever heard. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Me. <laughs> literally yeah. fucking hysterical all the time. Anyway, so this guy told me the name of the road and then, you know, dad came to get me and then dad because he had you know a land cruiser full drive he was like oh yeah i'll be able to get her out he's like i'll just tell her out. <sighs> yeah um and then he miscalculated how slippery it was <laughs> yes and then he ended up slipping down the hill in his car and almost crashed into my car i was like up on the top of the hill trying not to watch because i was like he's gonna fucking ruin everything and mum was there like he's a fucking idiot <laughs> so Love you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, he almost smashed into mine, but then, like, managed to, like, avoid it. And then, so, he had to call a tow truck. <laughs> and so, I called work by this point, and I was like, look, I'm not making it back to work. I'm so sorry. And they were like, oh, like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just crashed my car. Not a huge one. Nothing's broken. Everything's fine. Blah, 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 blah. It just kind of stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just waiting for a tow truck. It's just really muddy and wet. Whatever. And they were like, yep, sure. We'll find someone to cover you. Blah, blah, blah. And then, we were there for, like, two hours. And yeah. the people who owned the house didn't come down their driveway to check on us until like an hour and 45 and they came down they were like you guys are you guys all right like you've been here for a little bit and we were like yeah just like slip down your hill (laughs) and they were like oh okay and then they like drove around us and like (laughs) like went away and they were like okay and we were like we're just waiting for a tow truck if that's okay and they're like i mean yeah there's not much else you can do no go away so this tow truck came and got dad's car out first because it was the first one there but then as he was getting dad's car out Dad's car started slipping in the grass because Dad's also trying to maneuver it with the, you know, while he's in the car with yeah. the steering wheel. Started maneuvering yeah, it and almost it. hit my car again. And I was there like, <laughs> like fully like couldn't handle. I had to look away and I was like, I'm gonna throw up. I don't know what to do. As a like loss of control and I was like, oh, oh, everything no. So just started spiral. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then so he winched Dad's car out and then as he was winching my car out, 
the tow truck started to slip oh. and me and mum went no and like we were like waving this guy we were like stop whinging the car the truck's like moving you're gonna slip off like you know and he was like oh thank you <laughs> and like he you know pulled the truck back to where it was supposed to be and then kept bringing my car out and I was like Ugh. like I couldn't I was like oh my god it was the worst so yeah eventually you guys have to out. figure out Kate doesn't really handle stress well oh <laughs> so don't handle stress well anyway got the car out Dad came with me and mum drove his car yeah. and we went to the highway and ended up meeting up at, um, it turns out that I was right. I did need to turn around, okay. but cause I, you know, I, as I was driving that down that road, bit. yeah, I saw the road I was supposed to turn down and I went, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be that one. So that's why I turned into the driveway to turn back around uh, and I was right. It was supposed to be that luck. one. <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to be that one. So we ended up meeting at some, you know, a fuel station, a few Ks down the road and mum and dad were like you're right, like, you're right to drive. Yeah. And I was like, no, but I'll follow you. <laughs> they were like, because, like, we can meet up at another one as we get closer to the city and then we can swap cars. And I was like, no, it's okay, I'll be able, it's fine. <laughs> they were like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, I kind of have to be because you guys need to go home. It's five o'clock now. <laughs> and I was like, this happened, okay, this all happened at, like, one o'clock. Yeah. I left mum and dad at 12 at this place mm-hmm. because I needed to be at work by yeah. three. <laughs> and we didn't get out of there till five. And I was like, well, fuck, <laughs> and I'm getting home, and I just yeah. came, I just sh- showered straight to bed, and it was like 6.30, no, you and I was didn't. like, didn't I? No, no, you came, it was like dinner night, and that's, oh, when, that's, right. that's when I saw you, <laughs> and you showed up, and immediately when I saw you, I was like, she's been crying, something happened, <laughs> I was like, what happened, and like, immediately, I was like, how was your day? It's the same day that you got fucking lost on the train. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> and so you told me that story and I was like, oh, this is much better. I don't have to worry about my shit so much. Because <laughs> Joe almost went to the wrong fucking city on uh, the train. Yeah, almost went to the Gold Coast on the express train. <laughs> so yeah, that's my answer to question four. Oh, such a long story. <laughs> <laughs> so question five, any advice for kids who suspect they may be demigods too? Percy yeah. basically goes, um, if you think you are, never go anywhere, don't confirm it, like, never do any of that, it's the worst thing you could ever do. And I'm never like... Never decide to be a demigod. Yeah, and I'm like, um, no, I lean into it and just tell people you're crazy. And just yeah. be like, oh yeah, this is real, this is real, oh my god, this is real. Like, but what? not like he was at the very beginning of Lightning Thief where no one believed him. Like, I'm, I'm talking like fully lean into it to the point where everybody... Like stays away from you. The kid thinks you're a nut job. Yeah, no, like become like the horse girl of demigods. The male equivalent of being a horse girl is being a car guy. So like a car guy and a horse girl. And then it was like, you know the really muscular arm wrestling meme? Yeah. It was like, car girl, horse guy, horse power. <laughs> Alright, so yes, let's get into the sword of Hades, Joe. Loved. Oh, was that the last question of the interview? Yes, it was. Okay, really? Yeah. Loved the Sword of Hades. So, the Sword of Hades, the plotline is basically the big three kids have to go on a quest. Persephone lures them all together and then takes them down to the underworld and says, look, Hades has a sword. Um, he's not supposed to, but he does. Get over it. It's done. Um, he <laughs> lost it, though. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. He's lost it, though, so you have to go and find it for me because, like, I can't retrieve it because it's a god's weapon and, you know, I can't do that. And so it's obviously another demigod that's retrieved it because an immortal can't steal an immortal weapon. Blah, 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 blah. And it'll be extra special because it'll be the big three children, the representations of the big three gods. Yeah. Presenting Hades with this magnificent sword. Yeah. Huzzah! Everything is peaceful. Yay. So Kumbaya. They're like, mm, fuck, okay. Um, begrudgingly, they agree, mostly because Nico's like, gives them puppy dog eyes, and they're like, okay, who can say no to that face? He was like, I just want to be a star. <laughs> I just want to please my dad. I just want to be, just just, be accepted. I just want to get a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all like, fine, and then they go through the underworld, they end up going to meet Sisyphus, and ask him a few questions. Sisyphus leads them towards Melano's cage, uh, cage, cave, and they figure out that it's Ethan who's probably come to take the sword. He said cage, I just went, let me ah! <laughs> <laughs> They have to go through uh, the river Leith, and Percy almost dies, and then... Like three times. <laughs> yeah. And then they, yeah, end up getting the sword back, or they they see uh, Ethan and Iapetus at Melano's cave, and, um, yeah, they battle them, and then things happen, and, um, yeah, so now I think we should go into some of the more nitty-gritty. But that's basically it. They save the day at the end. Yahoo. Woo! When Nico, Talia, and Percy are all brought together, is this the first time that we see Nico shadow-travelling? 
I think so, it is. Which yeah. is super fun. I know that we've, like, discussed, or, like, you know, we've read in Battle Labyrinth and in Titan's Curse that he, like, disappeared into shadows. Yeah, the first and, like, time they've actually properly shown him. Yeah, like, manipulating it himself. Yeah. Rather than just, like, getting lost. Yeah, rather than just, like, sneaking away yeah. and somehow them not being able to find But them. it's, like, not addressed either. They both just kind of, like, accept that Nico's doing this. <laughs> and they're like, like, I love this. And especially from like, Talia, because she hasn't seen Nico in a year and a half and just sort of believed yeah. that he was still at Camp Arthlet, I think. And she addresses, she addresses him as Bianca's younger brother. And he's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I mean, it's, it's true, but excuse me. <laughs> and in The Titan's Curse, it was never revealed that Bianca was a daughter of Hades. Well, she didn't say it to anyone. So, like, Talia would have had to figure it out to then be not surprised at all that Nico is the son of Hades. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she was there when Percy announced it. Was she? Yeah. Because it was, it was after she died and they made it clear and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure Talia knows. No, because I thought they didn't know until Nico cracked the earth at the very end at, the, at, at camp. And Talia was gone by then. Oh. Well, maybe they just CC'd her in the email. <laughs> they might have told her to look out for him if they saw him somewhere. Probably. Like all the hunters. Because they go everywhere. They, they go do. Everywhere, She's just following random golden does everywhere. You know, she was like, get this shit out. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, we also get a mention of Nico having been in New Orleans. So that's a little smidgen like, for Heroes of Olympus. What you Mm-hmm. You know what he's doing, right? He was in a graveyard in New Orleans. Hazel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or at least that's what we're, you know, meant to believe, is that, you know, that's where he was. I also, if I'm remembering Orleans, properly... I just Streetcar Named Desire, and then all my brain goes is, STELLA! <laughs> if I'm remembering properly, there's also characters that use a New Orleans graveyard to talk to each other in... Uh, Kane Chronicles, but I don't want to spoil it for you, so I Wouldn't, won't. No, I don't know. <laughs> Haven't read Kane. But Chronicles. if my memory serves, that is also a thing. So then the ground opens up beneath them, and they're all kind of swallowed into the underworld, which is really fun. And they're like, alright. Where they are. Uh... <laughs> and sorry, Nico's like, um, excuse me. <laughs> He's like, the audacity of this bitch. No, but even before that, <laughs> because it's all in Percy's point of view, this is how the paragraph starts. It says, I expected to keep falling forever, or maybe be squashed into a demigod pancake when we hit the bottom. But the next thing I knew, Tali and Nico and I were standing in a garden, all three of us still screaming in terror, which made me feel pretty <laughs> silly. And my brain just went, Thor, Ragnarok? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he makes it to the Grand Maester's palace and he's just still in the chair screaming. Yeah. <laughs> such a good one. Uh, such a vibe. <laughs> Overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's just what I thought of in uh, that little blit. Little blit. Fun. Yep. So then we get... We have a terrible meet, description uh, Persephone. of Persephone. Yes, we do get a terrible description. Joe, do you me. want to talk a little bit about it? For starters, she's in her own garden that she created. It's her realm of power, as well as being on top of the world, on the on regular crust of the world. <laughs> on top of the world, but under it, because she's in the Look! <laughs> they, he describes her as, like, paled, and, like, as if yeah. she, her life force is being drained away yeah. by her master, which is nothing. She calls him master yeah. and I'm like no ew gross she yeah. calls him my love my darling my light the light of my life I love you because <laughs> you fucking and no way would Hades be like oh, you deserve to stay in your room go to your chamber shut the fuck up leave yeah. me alone no fucking disobey me blah, blah, blah. even even if the story that Rick is using like the version of Hades and Persephone that he's yeah. using I'm pretty. I'm fairly certain Hades wouldn't be re- like in, in either of these stories. Hades wouldn't be acting this way towards Persephone. He'd be like, "Oh, she put her on a pedestal. She's lovely. I love her. <laughs> like, I'll be nice to her all the time. Like, she annoys me. I'll be like, mm, maybe not. Love you." <laughs> but even through all of this, like, she's the queen of the underworld. He gave her half of his power. There is no reason for her to be fading any, like this when this is literally weak. her seat of power. And yeah, there's no reason for her to be any kind of weak when she's no. in the underworld. And on top of that, yes, she's specifically in the underworld. She's in her most powerful spot. Literally. Like, she's in her sweet spot. Yeah. In her garden. Yeah. She's flourishing. So yeah. we're going to rewrite this. Right? It's just a stupid, you know, representation of, of her. And then it also, you know, is her being annoyed about Nico 
in his existence. No, because... she would love me. She'd be like, yeah. hi. Literally. But, She'd be like, oh my god, know, Rick makes it out that she's annoyed at his existence, and obviously because it means that Hades cheated on her. No, they have free passes. Maria. They're a woke relationship, and I love it. And I just love that, well, I do love the banter in this scene, because as they're talking about the last time that Nico spoke to her, he kind of didn't really want to come back <laughs> because they had a little family spat and Nico goes, family spat you turned me into a dandelion so like, yes, and you're much nicer than dandelion he was like, you wouldn't let me do your hair I don't want you to touch my hair be like, just a trim, honey, just like comb it back uh, yeah. her being motherly to Nico, that's what I get because yeah. um, she's literally the goddess of maternity she's, or like, not, not paternity fertility yeah so she's so mothering, and she's like, oh my god, somebody to baby! Yay, come here, my baby! Because <laughs> Hades and Cerberus are sick of it. I need a new doll. <laughs> oh my god, she would baby Cerberus <coughs> so much. That's her puppy. That's her. The I only thing it. that Rick got right about her personality, I believe, is that she wants everyone to accept Hades as an equal. Yeah. Yes. That I got. And so, I was like, yes. When, when she's saying, you know, he's got this new sword, and it... It's to even out the playing field. Yeah, basically. And it, um, when Talia says it would unbalance their power sharing agreement, Persephone snaps back and goes, you mean it would make Hades their equal? Believe me, daughter of Zeus, the Lord of the Dead has no designs against his brothers. He knew they would never understand, however, which is why he forged the blade in secret. Which is really fun. The blade is also, uh, or the hilt of the blade is inlaid with one of the keys of Hades. Which so, is the first we've heard of them. Yes, so Joe, the keys oh, I've of never Hades. heard of them before. <laughs> they're um, not very well known. He's got lots of um, little... Little gyps and jabs? Yeah, little ornaments and stuff that uh, have to do with the underworld. Like, he's got a scepter, he's got a crown, he's got a this, he's got a that. Hell um, of darkness. Yeah, yeah, he does actually have keys. I only knew about his Helm of Darkness yeah. and his robes that are sewn with the souls mm. of the damned. Yeah. And that's just from the joke that Percy made, which is so, what do you have to do to be sewn into his undies? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they don't, I don't want um, souls in my ass. <laughs> there's no specific number of keys, but basically they just have the power to seal or free people uh, in the underworld or even in Tartarus. Um, so if you use the key on someone and it doesn't really explain how it works if it opens a door or yeah. what but it just opens their soul yeah locks it i don't know it just oh actually well okay they're keys to gates of the gates of hades or the gates of the underworld so okay the gates of hades were securely locked to prevent the escape of souls and hades or his doorman uh agus keep the golden keys oh cute yeah that's pretty much what we know about the keys not yeah. a lot literally nothing about them which is Super fun. Yeah, so just to clarify, listeners, um, we're rewriting Persephone in this story. So in this story, she's very... She's thriving in her environment, and she and Nico are mother and begrudging son. Yes. So then they um, argue over whether they should even go through with this quest, and Percy and... Um, and everyone loves Talia. Hades, because how could you not? He's a little weird, but, like, he's good weird. <laughs> Percy and Talia say no, they don't like, want to go through like with this. He's weird. He's Nico like gives fun them. to hang out with, but... Fun hanging out with he's a little strange to the outside. Yeah. Nico gives them the puppy eyes and Percy comes around first and he says, What if we make him what if we make Hades swear an oath that he won't use it against the gods? And I'm like, Yes, Percy, you're learning. Yes, good boy. Learning. Big boy Pencil. Swear an oath on the sticks. That's good, which Hades does eventually do at the end, which is Spoiler. you know, which is good. Um So yeah, and then Talia comes around and goes, Fine, fucking can do it then let's let's hurry up and go she's like she literally says fine let's go catch this jerk and i'm like yes go and get ethan i just love that literally it's like the only way percy got her to come was he was like i'll hold the pot you kill people and she was like correct (laughs) she was like like, yes need to take out my anger on she she was like that's right you will hold the flower and i'll do i'll do all the work he's the flower boy (laughs) He is the flower boy. And he was like, that's totally fine with me. You go fight stuff. He was like, you're youthful and immortal. Go for it. I don't want to. Yeah. So then as they're walking through uh, Asphodel, uh, Talia is looking around and scanning the faces of the dead. Joe, who is she looking for? She is looking for two people, but they only allude to one. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's looking for her Mm mum and (gasps) her younger 
other who we don't Jason? know. Jason? Who's that? Jason. <laughs> what? Who? Hmm? Don't know what he meant by that name. Um, one of the leading characters in the next theory. In Harry Olympus. Yes. Yeah. She is looking for Jason, which is super fun. You, you. And Percy mistakes it thinking that she's looking for Bianca and says, she'd be in Elysium, she died a hero's death. And Talia says, I know that. It's not that Percy, I was just... Never mind. And then Percy says the sweetest thing. Yeah, he's because he says best I'm of friends. He says, best of friends. He was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. And she's like, yes, Percy, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Best of friends. God, I fucking So then they're heading towards uh, the fields of punishment, and they have to... Percy wants to shut his ears out with cotton wool to stop the screaming from 1980s music that's constantly playing. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> um, sure I'd be a gem. <laughs> I'd be like, like yes. let <laughs> Maybe I could change my mind if it was Never gonna give you up Never gonna let you down Every time I come across one of those on TikTok I send them to Erin every time (laughs) Let's talk about Sisyphus (laughs) Good old Sisyphus (laughs) So Sisyphus is obviously our guy Who has to push the boulder up the hill All because he tried to cheat death He's Um, very famous Everybody knows about this punishment Yeah and um he's like the hercules of the fields field of <laughs> he's got some uh good banter with with the kids yeah. <laughs> he's like, at one point he literally yells la 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 not listening <laughs> what is that from it's from harry potter la 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 not listening is it? we tried to kill you but we've already killed we're just meant to kill you oh, from, la, 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 la. <laughs> from a very potter musical yeah. when he said harry potter i was like that's too no, lively no, for the movie this is how it should have ended Oh, right, yeah. yes. Good listening. How do you manage to just take what it wants? Oh, muggle weapon. <laughs> yeah. So they're talking to Sisyphus and he tells them that uh, the guy who came through before them was going to go through Milano's cave. <laughs> Sorry. La la la, not listening to me, see about to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the whole quote? Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. So, Joe, you want to learn about, a bit about Milano? We do. Oh, I remember so, Melanie. <laughs> I was okay. like, oh, Melanie, you're right. She's Persephone's daughter. Right, she's a ghost. No, she's the goddess of ghosts. Uh, she's creepy looking. <laughs> she's Persephone's daughter. Do you want to know who her dad is? Oh my god, is it not Hades, the god of death? Thanatos. Is that how you say it? I always read it as Tantanos. <laughs> I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no. What is it again? Thanatos. Thanatos. Okay. <laughs> I prefer Tantanos. <laughs> so, she... Don't you dare say Cerberus. No. Okay. I was going to be like... I was going to like cry. <laughs> so, you know how Zeus is Persephone's da- uh, dad? Yeah. No. He's also Melanos' dad. No. He Persephone. dressed up as Hades. And of course he did. <laughs> Fuck you, Zeus! Disguised himself. Fuck you, thank you. <laughs> Fuck you. Disguised himself as Hades and um, seduced Persephone. It wasn't hard. They married. She yeah. loved him. <laughs> seduced her. <laughs> She's like, husband, please give me a challenge. <laughs> You'll be like, seriously. So yeah, and then... Because um, she's a faithful Melody wife and she's like, yas. <laughs> yeah. So she was born at the mouth of no, the river of wailing and misery. So no wonder she's the goddess of ghosts. Um, did Hades fucking rip out Zeus's balls? fucking should have. Bet she wanted to and Persephone was like, I'm traumatized but it's okay. <laughs> no, because that's his brother slash father-in-law. <laughs> 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 God, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> he sucks. He's so he sucks. sucks. <laughs> when people are like, oh Lord Zeus is he's like, Zeus, God of the sky. You're like, no, God of the wankers. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Merch coming soon. <laughs> You're not wrong. It is. <laughs> Everything you hear about him, it's like, oh, could you sink any lower? I just physically hate him. If I was to see him, I don't even know what I would do. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. It just hurts. It hurts so much, and it's so tiring. It's like I'm so bored yeah. of hearing about what. I'm so sick. I'm so tired of being angry at Zeus. It's like, oh my god, can he just blow up? I just don't <laughs> want to see him anymore. He does not exist. Yeah. So anyway, 
Melanor was born at the mouth of the river of wailing and misery, so that's why she's the goddess of ghosts. Yeah, because Persephone was like, oh my god, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Every right, I'm with you, girl. Melanor, she presided over the offerings to the ghosts and the dead. Yeah, she like at night she wanders the earth with her train of ghosts, and she strikes fear into the hearts of men with her posse. Uh, yeah, which is why she has a entrance to to and from the underworld because she literally roams there during the night. Yeah. So because they were like, yes, her whole body life. is like black and charred and like ashy on one side, and like white and pale and ghostly on the other side. Because like like it's supposed to her of all her blood. Yeah, it's supposed to represent her. Like the the light side of her is supposed to represent Persephone, and the dark side of her is supposed to represent Hades. Damn straight. But I also the disgusting rotting side that is Zeus. Well, I just also find it interesting oh, that Hades. she. Why Hades? She is literally like a half and half because some well some of the myths say that Hades actually is her dad, um, but that's possible just because Zeus was disguised as Hades. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just think it's interesting because she's literally half Thank and you, half, God, and that's so what Hell looks like, or Hella from Norse mythology. Oh yeah, she's she's half and half, and half she and half. is a goddess of death. So it's just like an interesting yeah. thing. It's that like, like to... they're running out of ideas. They're like, hey, let's swim swap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just steal it from here. They're like, hey, the Vikings are onto something. Let's yeah. steal that. So it's, um, yeah, it's supposed to be, I fucking love like, Vikings. the two halves of her is so supposed cool. to be, like, the manifestation of her uh, chthonic and heavenly nature, just because of her uh, dichotomy of her parents. And then her eyes are empty black voids that you, you know, yeah. see your soul in, apparently. I like the idea that on, on the black side... So like oh so on the white on the white pale vampire sucked my blood side she's got a black soul's eye and then on the rotten side she's got a golden eye. I don't know why, but that's how my brain pictured it. <laughs> okay, they like they said that both her eyes were black and soulless, but I was like, no, on the other side it's gold. <laughs> well, she's also sometimes confused with um, Hecate, and then Hecate is then confused as a daughter of Persephone as well. I don't hate that idea either. Yeah. She's, She's not, um, but I don't hate that idea. But yeah, so her power comes um, from creating illusions, so she can make people see, you know... That's why she's confused. <laughs> yeah. She can make people see uh, the person whose death you regret the most. Yeah. And yeah. apparently she can also change into different forms to scare mortals, which is kind of what we see later in the story. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> so yeah, that's um some fun and stuff about her. I love the encounter that the three of them have with her. So Percy, Talia, and Nico. So both Nico and Talia are seeing their mothers whose deaths they regret yeah. because they feel guilty We're not at that part them. yet, though. Oh. No. We're just talking about her because Sisyphus has mentioned her. Oh, sorry. Okay. So then they ditch him. I'll wait. They ditch Sisyphus, and then as they're heading towards Melano's cave and towards the Relief, they're attacked by uh, the Kiris. And the Kiris are? The Kiris are female demons of violent or cruel death. They're supposed to be... Go and kill Zeus. This is another another thing that's similar to Norse mythology. They're supposed to be the yin-yang of the Valkyries. Yeah. So the Valkyries are you know, the riders of benevolent death, whereas Unicorns. the Kiris are supposed to be... Uh, Pegasus. Yeah, they're supposed to be the spirits of um, malevolent deaths. So it's like the bad deaths versus the good deaths. So yeah. they're supposed to be like the two sides of that coin. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a reflection of each culture's stance towards war. So apparently, you know, how the Norse sort of value people who have been in war more than the Greeks did. Yeah. So that's supposed to be the reason why the Valkyries would, you know, lift up people who died heroically, whereas the Kyries were basically just like, I'm going to eat you because <laughs> you died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Yeah. This is your fate. <laughs> so, um, oh. <laughs> and the Kyries name comes from the Greek word Kia, which means doom, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, they have power over... Or some people say they have power over the lives of men, and their hunger for blood is what accomplishes the eating of like the death, like spirit out of dead people. Okay. Yeah, they're just like 
basically they would just like come they're in droves over war zones. For yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. you got any death dust? Gimme, gimme, <laughs> I'm hungry. I also love that that's how they explained Nico's yeah. sword. Because <laughs> Bazzi was like, Nico was slashing down these demon ladies and then vacuuming up their souls yeah. with his sword. Pretty much. And then so, um, some people also say that the Kiris came as evil spirits from Pandora's jar, and they came as a plague, and so they're kind of also compared to the Nosoi, which are the the plague spirits that are mentioned in Trials of Apollo. Um, Sometimes the the Kiris are, you know, similar to, like, you know, said that they're the same, Um, but they don't bring plagues, they just eat people. Yeah. Dead people. And so during this little fight that the the big three kids have against these, Percy lets his guard down because he's like, wow, Talia looks sick as. And then gets scratched on the shoulder. Yeah. And then disease. And then everyone else goes, Percy, you fucking idiot! (laughs) Percy, you dumbass. And Percy's like, yeah, Percy, you dumbass. Oh, fuck, that's that's me. me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, damn it. Man. Mm. Anyway. And then they wander over. They keep going. Also, before we even get to the Kiris, we um, have a little moment of Percy talking about his uh, his parents. So it alludes to the fact that Paul and his... Or he, he says that um, Paul is his stepdad. So, like, they're married. Yeah, and it's only been married. six months. They probably he, eloped. Yeah, probably. She probably didn't spend any more money. So Probably eloped and Percy was their witness. But yeah, so they're, um, they're married now. Mm-hmm. And then... He says, my mum and stepdad Paul would be worried when I didn't come home from school. But it wasn't the first time this had happened. They'd figure out pretty quickly that I was on some quest. So it also means he's told Paul. Yeah, Paul knows. Which is fun. Fun times. He probably was like, hey, wedding. I'm having a brain (laughs) fart. When he rescues Paul and Sally in the Prius in The Last Olympian. Yeah. Paul knows, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just had like a little moment in my head going, did he know? No, he didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So there's that. Um, so yeah, Percy gets a gets a scriddly scratch. Yeah, <laughs> some scriddly scratch. And Jimmy <laughs> scratches disease infected, and he's like, "Okay, gonna die." <laughs> he was yeah. like dying slowly. We'll make it. Okay, for John, he was like, "We're running out of petals on this magical flower that mm-hmm. tells us when we're doomed." <laughs> yeah, and they tell Percy that he is gonna need a god's power to heal mm. that cut. And Percy's, Percy's like, like well, "I'm fine." <laughs> he's like, "All right." Yeah. Anyway. Like, and then so up. the yeah. Kiris mentioned uh, Iapetus as their master, yeah. which is super fun, Who's because he's supposed to be in Tartarus still, yeah. and then they figure out that the sword can maybe unlock death because of the key in it. Yeah. So they're thinking that's what Cronus is trying to use to bring all the other titans up from yeah. Tartarus, which is super fun. But the way they explained so, it was that he's the only one that's down there. Because they're later like, your brothers are upstairs. Like, let's go. You were the only one so, down there. No, no, no. He's, there's there's more Titans than there are Olympians, Joe. Right. It's just that the the four pillars, so Creos, uh, Iapetus, <laughs> I can't remember the other two. Which one's the one that does Healy, Hyperion, and... Hyperion. I know that one. Iapetus, Creos, Hyperion, and there's another one that starts with K. Kansas. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I thought of. That's all I thought of. So they're the four um, pillars of the earth, and Iapetus is the western pillar. Yeah. And then. Also known as the piercer, because he's got a little stick and he pokes people with it. (laughs) Creos, Coas, Hyperion, and Iapetus. Sorry. Kansas. (laughs) Kansas. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> They're the, the four pillars of uh, the sky. And Iapetus is the pillar of the west, which was then given to Atlas when the other titans were, when these four brothers were um, Titan- put down and in Atlas Tartarus. Atlas is his son. Hmm? Atlas is his son. Yes. 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 So because Iapetus is the piercer with his spirio. Um Yeah, he also was kind of considered to, considered to be the titan of craft craftsmanship and healing. and yes mortality and he- healing as well as um and symbolizing brothers, a mortal lifespan and all his brothers think he's a big softy because they're like he's the softy of the four of yeah. us he would still flail you alive the reason i think he's a softy is because his children had the most to do with furthering um humankind so his children are prometheus who gave fire to the humans and like, then, oh my god the uh, ones. <laughs> epimetheus 
who is Pandora's husband, and Epimetheus gave like bad thoughts to the humans, basically. Yeah, like, and then um, evolve these Atlas little and mindless weirdos. Atlas and a few other ones that you know. Yeah, they're all helping. Yeah, yeah, they're helping better humankind. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, eventually make it to the River Leith, and they go, "Fuck, how are we gonna cross that?" Because Percy's you know, if you like touch it, passing out at every step he takes. He's like, he's like almost blacking out with yeah. every step, and he's like, "I think I might die." Yeah. And <laughs> they're like, as soon as we touch it, you know, we're gonna forget everything about ourselves. So like, he what was do we like, do? "Well, already down the river, anyway." <laughs> yeah. So Percy goes, "Hold on, guys, I'm gonna fix this for us." Basically, makes a bridge out of the river, makes it yeah. sail over their heads because he knows that if he blocked it, then it would just dam up and explode everywhere and kill everyone so he was like well you know wipe everyone yeah. I guess so he was like look we'll keep it moving it's gonna not like it but let's do it and then so keep the floor. yeah Talia and Nico go underneath and then they're like Percy like hurry you have to come too and he's like okay and then he gets like halfway and then like collapses out of sheer exhaustion and then it's really just his gift from his dad that, that keeps, keeps him alive so that whole thing where he can repel water from his clothes yeah but like he must have had to have like crawled out of there quick because he still can't like <laughs> breathe in because when he's underwater he breathes the water in mm. normally in the ocean so yeah. like but he's in the river leaf so he can't breathe it in in the river leaf yeah. he just kind of has to like hold it in and that's not really said and, and I'm like, like Rick needs to make that clear <laughs> he just said he hobbled out of there <coughs> yeah like, it was like alright so the River Leith is really fun. It's obviously the river of forgetfulness or unmindfulness. It's also sometimes called the Yellow River. So, like, it's wee. <laughs> Don't eat yellow snow. It, um, it flows around the cave of Hypnos. And Hypnos is obviously, obviously the god of um, sleep. And it's yep. uh, murmuring would induce I drowsiness. I thought it was milky white. Yeah. I thought that's how they explained it when Nico went to go visit... What was the house again? Hypnos. Hypnos's house, whereas they, they, they had a branch that dripped the water from the river leaf and it was milky white. Yeah, well, this is Rick. He likes to change things. Oh, I'm okay. just saying that it's in myth, it's sometimes called the Yellow River. You know what he would do? He would be like, Percy was off his mind. He wouldn't know what he's looking yeah. at. And he'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. Rick. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, people who drink from it uh, experience complete forgetfulness and the, the souls that want to be reborn have to drink from the relief too. Um, forget everything about their past life. So it's named after the goddess Leith. She is the goddess of oblivion, which is pretty fun, as well as um, forgetfulness uh, personified, which is, yeah, but she's she's a river goddess, like the Styx and like the Fletchland and whatever else, all the other rivers in the underworld, which is super fun. So yeah, um, Percy almost dies, but then he crawls out, and then as they're walking up to Melano's cave, um, Melano appears, and she decides to appear as Talia's mum, and basically haunt her, and Percy's like, what the fuck? Talia has a breakdown, because... And then Nico tries to defend her, and then Nico also sees his mum and has a breakdown, and I was actually really intrigued to see Nico's mum, because... This is the only time we ever get to see anything from Nico's past. Yeah. So, kiss Bianca doesn't count. Mm. <laughs> anything from Nico's past. And I was I was really bummed that there was no, like, oh, he looked like her because, oh, like, you know, like, he, you could see the resemblance or anything mm. like that. It was really sad because Percy literally said, it, this version, like, this woman was a lot hazier and you couldn't really see her features. And mm. it was because... It's Nico's memory, mm-hmm. and that means that Nico can't even remember what his mom looks like. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's such a depressing thought. Yeah. <clears throat> like that's, it is a 70-year-old memory, though. Yeah. That's, so, like, that's even and it's worse. Been warped, it's been warped with magic, and, you know, mm-hmm. so he'll never be able to fully remember what his mother looks like. And I was, like, crying internally. Yeah. Because just the thought of never being able to recognize my own mother is a terrifying and really yeah. sad thought. So yeah. then Percy goes after her, and she turns on Percy and goes, um, where are your ghosts? Yeah. And he says, I don't have any. <laughs> and, and she, she says, no. Everyone has ghosts. Deaths you regret. Guilt, fear, why can't I see yours? And he said, I've made peace with all of mine. That is bullshit, because yeah, he, he mentions Lee Fletcher. Fletcher. Lee Fletcher died six months ago, you fuck. He didn't really have anything to do with Lee, though. <laughs> uh, per- we know Percy well enough that that would weigh on his conscience. Of course it would. Bianca still weighs on his conscience. There is yeah. no way he doesn't still she, feel guilty for Bianca. Yeah, when he was like, thought of Bianca, nah, she'd be right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, 
Like, there is a part of him that's made peace, but there is always going to be a part of him that feels guilty over that. Yeah. He'll never get over it. Because we know Percy, and his supposed fatal flaw is loyalty to the people that he loves. And so... And just in general, go, nobody should get over car. a death that quickly. No. <laughs> so I just... I'm Be like, um, note, note to anyone who's listening, if you can get over a death that quickly, I think you might need to see it. The only <laughs> thing that I was kind of like, mm, maybe I could start to believe it, is because, well, in The Stolen Chariot, Phobos and Deimos tried to use these things against Percy, and Percy kind of overcame it there. That's the only way that I could kind of justify this happening. Yeah. But I'm still like, I don't know, dude. Mm. Like, if he's still feeling that guilt in House of Hades about some of these characters, he was, yeah. then there's no way that it's over here. Like, I'm, this is before that. I'm fairly certain he still feels guilt in Last Olympian and in. Of yeah, the book literally ends with him feeling guilty. Like, it doesn't He's just like, go away. He's like, feeling guilty. Kiss me, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, no, spoiler, 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 spoiler. <laughs> Hello, they yeah. are soulmates. <laughs> so then as they're, um, they're, you know, she's trying to fool them and whatever else, it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> she's I like, Peter's and, and then she has like a little appear. tantrum, like a child, like, stomps at me, like, aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Peter's and Ethan appear, and, uh, they have to end. I Peter's, you know, go straight for Percy. He's like, I'll fucking stab you, bitch. And what if you got like, a knife? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Percy's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. He's so trying he, to um, stab me. I'm the infamous Percy Jackson. <laughs> Can't do this. Oh god. And so he leads uh, I Peter's to the River Leaf with his big brain, and he goes, oh, oh, I'm gonna stuff him in there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm gonna Stuff him in there. Fuck <laughs> in there. So while Talia and Nico deal with uh, Melano and uh, Ethan, you know, Percy kind of shoves Ipeters into the river, tackles him in there kind of thing, and holds because, him under. Because he's now, he's waterproof. He's yeah. like, I know how to prevent myself from yeah. touching the water, so... And then um, yeah. drags him out when he's done, and Ipeters goes, Who am I? What do you want? <laughs> really? Because I, I read it as, Hello! Yeah. <laughs> Literally the first thing he says is, Hello! Yeah. <laughs> I just read it as that in my head. And was well, like, it's like, um, uh, see, I he- I heard it as, uh, oh. Because they say he was pretty What's cute. his name? Chamber of Secrets. Darkheart's teacher. Ger- Lockhart. Lockhart. Gilderoy. Yeah. You know, when he, you know, does it yeah. to himself down in the chamber and he's like, Hello? <laughs> like, I thought like that kind of, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, he asks who he is and Percy says, uh, you're my friend. You're your Bob. And he's like, hell yeah. yeah. And if you've <laughs> never read this before, then House of Hades is completely confusing. It's so confusing. Yeah. And so this is the thing. It's like, Rick do you have to read these stories to read the other stories and have them make sense? <laughs> it has to be a yes when it comes to stories like this because like, you've got Bob, you literally don't meet him in any other story and then yeah. you're expected to know who he is Rick, in House of Hades. Rick literally made me read the whole first series again because I was like, who the fuck is Bob. <laughs> and I reread the whole first series and was like, who the fuck is Bob? I was like, what? I was so confused. And then, yeah, okay, you told me, you were like, no, it's in the files. I was yeah. like, well, that's not fucking helpful. <laughs> I'm like, what a waste of time. Well, not a waste of time. Yeah. Percy Jackson's a great series. But still, I'm still like, fuck. Oh, yeah. So, yes, Bob is a staple character that you hear more from later on. And yeah, this is the first and only time he's mentioned beforehand, mm-hmm. and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Hell? So then, um, they get the sword back, they spare Ethan his life, and he runs away, and then they get an express ride back to Hades, because Percy said, uh, Percy, Nico sends They retrieved the sword, did you yeah. say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got okay. the sword. And, um, Nico sends word ahead, and then a ghost... A ghost sends word ahead. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, a ghost goes back, and then the Furies come and get them, so... Yeah. Percy's like, um, you're going to teach me math on the way back? Yeah, really and on the that. way, Bob goes, oh, that looks like it hurts. Yeah, he goes, owie. And then he fixes and Percy's shoulder. Percy's, Percy's shoulder like, the real like goat. oh, cool, so I didn't have to, like, beg Hades to fix me. Great, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get back, and Hades is sitting on his throne. It's the first, you know, point we actually see him in this story, and we come to realise that he didn't really know anything about yeah, the sword. he's sitting there like, and it was why all, am I here? Yeah, it was all Persephone's <laughs> grab for Hades to yeah. have power and Hades is like because well, she no, wears the pants in the relationship yeah. Hades, I fully I'm fully like Hades is an introvert he's like I don't talk to anyone I couldn't be bothered I don't yeah. want to 
It's like, I'll just do I'll just do my thing. You don't have to do I do it. love that it says that his gaze softened just a little yeah. when he sees Nico and I'm like, oh he loves him. Of course he did. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so in character for Persephone to want Hades to be powerful. Hell yeah. Like it is. so in character. So also, in to character. just like recognize his because, power and want everyone else to see yeah, it. Yeah, because Hades Hades is like, I know I'm powerful. Everybody else doesn't see it, but I've made peace with it. And yeah. Persephone's like, no, oh, <laughs> babe, you need to be worse. She's like, babe, you're amazing. And so, I need people to at least respect you. Yeah. He's like, they don't even respect you. And he's like, that's fine. They're imbeciles. And she's like, yeah, imbeciles that need to respect you. Yeah. So he like clenches his teeth when oh Percy God, says, like you have to make it. Yeah. <laughs> she gives me Beverly Goldberg vibes. <laughs> He, um, Let's hey, dazzle something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hades um sort of grins and bear it, bears it when um, I am not I'll be very flangry. When Percy makes him swear on the river sticks not to use it on the gods, and he's like, "Fucking, I wouldn't have." But okay, now that I have this thing and I have to swear this oath, fine. And so yeah, he, he like, does that, well, and, then, and then he um basically goes, "You guys all suck," and then he jets out of there because he's like hate you all fucking making problems for me now with my brothers who hate me he's like I just want to have lunch yeah. <laughs> he's like can I just have lunch oh yeah. I love you god I love Hades I want a Hades can I have him <laughs> and then Percy threatens Poseidon I mean Poseidon <laughs> Persephone and says you better go before I carry you down to the leaf and throw you in Bob will help me won't you Bob and then Bob goes Bob will help you <laughs> Bob is helping helpful Bob yeah and then she disappears in a shower of daisies and it's like oh you pissed off Queen of the Underworld. That's super fun. And then yeah. Nico... Uh, but she, okay, but Persephone... Yeah, Hades and Persephone are both reasonable gods. They're like, yeah, yeah we know when we're being dicks. We'll be like, <laughs> yeah, we'll go away. Nico volunteers to look after Bob and give him a new job, which I love so much. Cute as. Love you, Nico. Um, but Nico, we also get a glimpse of him starting to hold as much responsibility of the world on his shoulders as Percy did when he was that age. No, because baby boy. Yeah, he's, um, be he's baby saying boy. that he... You know, he needs someone to give his dad better advice, and he's yeah, basically going to take on that job. Yeah. And he's only 12 at this point, or, you know, he's he 13, looks, looks... Well, Percy said he looks the age of 12, and it's like, maybe he ages differently now, because out of, after coming out of the casino, like, yeah, who knows? knows? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, trying to take all this responsibility and trying to become his dad's war counsel, and it's like, oh, God, this poor kid. He held his own really well in this story, and I love that for Nico. Yeah. Love that for him, because he's only been a demigod for, like, a year. You know, or known about it. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, a year. He was been a demigod so really, for a while, you know, yeah. done a really good job. And I also love that the, the plan to use the sticks to, you know, make Percy spoiler... Uh, invulnerable is mentioned here, and that yes. it's you know the and thing. And Tyler's that, literally like, "What's going on?" And he's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> "What kind of cult are you two in?" <laughs> no, um, I love that it's like, mentioned here, and that are you guys smoking something in the back of our van? <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's mentioned here, and that you know Percy's been mulling it over for six months because this is what Nico came to Percy's birthday party to tell him yeah. about, and that Spoiler. Percy's needed <laughs> these six months to be like, mm, "I'm still not sure." And then by the time the next book rolls around, he was like, "Okay, another Percy. six months." <laughs> and know? Nico's like, Percy, you know you have to do this. And Percy's like, yeah. oh, oh, go away. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> so, yeah. I um, I love that for them. So, yeah. I I really like this story. I think it's the no, best yeah, one that one's a good of one. them. That is the only reason to buy the book. For that, it, yeah, for that one is. story. The other ones don't bother. Seriously. And at that so point, you can just read it online. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you can just find it somewhere and just read it. The rest of the book is completely useless. <laughs> you don't need to read Bronze Chariot unless you want to see some one-page worth of Charlena content. You don't need to read Stolen Chariot unless you You said Bronze want... Chariot, Stolen Chariot. Yeah. <laughs> Bronze Dragon. Yep. Bronze Dragon. No, you don't have to read Bronze Chariot. Actually, Bronze Dragon, <laughs> half of this, like, the... The only thing that is worth mentioning about it, and even then, it's like Bronze Dragon. But the whole point is, in Bronze Dragon, is that they stopped and like destroyed the dragon, and so that it can't work anymore. Mm. And then somehow, how does it be? How does it get up and running again? Then for it to terrorize the woods, for Leo to come and fix it in because in Heroes of Olympus, because they state in the Lost Hero that. 
Beckendorf kept going back and forth to try and fix it. Oh, Because okay. he was the only one who could get close to it. Okay, scratch that. All yeah. Right. No, no, they did say that in Lost okay. Hero. I know you don't like re- rereading Lost Hero because no one No, I don't really like that book. It no, sucks. it's the worst book. It's so, no, everyone's only read it once. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> I honestly hate yeah. it. I read All right, well, that's the end of our Debbie God Files read. Joe's had fun. It's the first time she's read these. I've had fun bashing the first two and loving the third story. So, you know, it's been fun yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, next week we are getting into the last Olympian. Oh, my God. Chapters one to three. Season where five, the last guys. book of the first series is going to be so, so fun. Season I love this book so much. Let's do it. Yes. And so, yeah, we will see you guys next week. We'll you guys um, next if you week. want to send us an email, we are damnsnackbarpod at outlook.com. If you want to follow us on the gram, we are at damnsnackbarpod. And um, all our other socials are, the yeah, they're all listed down in the description. So feel free to go contact on, us. On, um, find we us. love hearing from Send you. Send us a fun message. Come and like my meme. Seriously, uh, it brings us so much joy to read it out loud. This does not spark joy. <laughs> Except it does. And um, yeah, so we will see you guys next week. Have an awesome, awesome Have a good time. time, guys. Okay, yeah, bye. bye. Dun, 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 dun.